0: Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family, and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson, and I'm your host, transformational coach, and mom who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals, and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling, and full of joy. So you may have noticed that we have she haven't had any podcast episodes for the last few weeks. And I just wanted to share that we are now back on schedule. I had to go inside and I had to uh, make sure that I was okay. After a bit of a div- difficult breakup, I decided that I needed some time for me and take some time out from work. But we're now back on. So as the joy of being isn't always so easy to be with, um, as we're human, I needed to process and shift and change and become lighter over this time. So now we're back, and now we have the episodes coming up for you, and hopefully you'll enjoy them just as much as the last ones. So today's show of the beautiful Samantha Hurst. Samantha Hurst is an artist coach, and she's also the author of Lines of Love. I reached out to Samantha because heartbreak was something that we haven't touched on yet on the Joy of Being podcast. And as I have been going through this process myself, I thought that the best way would be to speak to Samantha, but also to bring to light a more loving, more conscious way of being with the pain that we can sometimes be in when we are resisting what is. In our conversation today, we talked about what her story, how she used her experience of letting go of a relationship as an opportunity to pour her heart out into this incredible book that she's written. We also talked about how it's always an opportunity for growth and insight and how if we can use it that way, uh, it's going to benefit us in the future. We also talked about hope and she shared how she's now in a new relationship with somebody else and how different it is based on what she learned back so, if you are going through a divorce, if you are going through what could be considered as heartbreak, it is a concept, but we all know it as that, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Enjoy. So, welcome everybody on today's show of the beautiful Samantha Hurst. Now, I don't know Samantha at all, but interestingly enough, as uh, guided by wisdom, yesterday I was like having a look on Facebook. And I suddenly saw her pop up with a colleague of mine, Amanda, and they did a webinar on love. And then I took a look and I thought, oh, she's written a book around her story on heartbreak. Wonderful. So um, it's pretty fresh for me too and i wanted to uh, have this amazing conversation because this is certainly a topic we haven't i haven't covered yet covered relationships but haven't really covered the whole experience of letting someone go and what that entails and what you, we can learn from that so welcome Samantha hi thank you for inviting me so where do we begin what's the story? (laughs) Well, I don't
1: really talk too much about the actual relationship, but kind of last spring, summer, of the first time in many, many years, I I fell into, um, I fell in love with somebody and it kind of surprised me because it had been so long and there was almost an arrogance around me because I had these principles, because I'd lived from this understanding for a long time. I almost felt that there wasn't a need in me to have that experience i kind of guessed i kind of made up stories around that and when it happened it kind of hit me really really hard um it was it was very beautiful it was very enriching it didn't last very long but within that time i just words started to pour from me so i would just Wake up in the morning, and I would have words forming. I'd write them down before I even had my tea, and that's a big deal to me. And I love my morning cup of tea. Um, sometimes in the car, I'd have to pull the car over, and because I knew the words just had to had to get out of me. It was kind of they had their own drive, they had their own life. I had no idea of a book at this point. I was just writing, which is like something that after all these years of kind of, I, I guess, in a way, suppressing that side of myself when it opened up it was like it was just such an outpouring um, and the book is called pourings of love and subsequently it led to, to a breakdown in the relationship a lot of heartbreak on my side and you know it, and and that poured out of me in words too so it was almost as if the whole experience was opening me up for something Allowing me to see an aspect of myself that I'd buried for a very long time, and also opening me, opening me up to the idea of, of a relationship and of being in love. Um, and also during the process of the heartbreak, it felt like every heartbreak I'd ever had was holding its hand. It was like it just. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Yeah, it's really interesting. It wasn't just that; it was it was the history came with it. And and it was just, it was just, I got to see that heartbreak so differently. And I'll probably read you little bits of the book. Um, there is a poem, actually, that talks to this. Let me see if I can find it. So it says, heartbreak is a temporary pain revealing an explosion of the senses that will bring a new vision to life and its wonder-filled glorious beauty. But for now, it will make me miss you until you become someone I used to know and your face fades in my memory. And I will say goodbye to the dream of holding your hand and growing old with you. And it was, it was really these aspects of the letting go, the, the love, the unconditional love, the conditions that I put around love. I mean, it was, it was an explosion. it it really was it was so incredibly powerful and it did change me
0: yeah there's so much we make up about relationships isn't there and love and what it means and what it doesn't mean and I was having a conversation with my friend Phil about this very thing and you know he's been through something quite similar and so often we've got so much made up about what love is and what relationships are and how we have to be in them and what they look like and oh my god all these rules and regulations and And you don't realize that until until maybe the relationship breaks down or um, changes form or um, doesn't show up in the way that you expected it to. So I'm realizing now that I had all of these expectations around how it was supposed to be and how many times we were supposed to kind of hang out and what I wanted, maybe what he wanted, did it fit? Then the times that we didn't get on and 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 interestingly enough during this time I was I asked him for some space at, at, at the beginning because I was still going through something with an ex and um, he gave it to me and I was like wow that's really amazing that somebody can give that to you and now he's asked that of me so I need to give it to him and so I was getting really worried that space meant all this stuff like he doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't want to be with me anymore. What does that mean about me?
1: What have I done? I was getting into the hole of doubt with him. Well, we just create so much meaning around things and the meaning isn't actually there. It's in our heads. And and we can make so much out of like a sentence of I need some space. means it's the end. Oh, well, it's done. You know, I've, I, yeah, as you said, I've fucked up. I've made it like, it's over. What am I going to do now? And, and it just actually means I'd, I'd like a little bit of space. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And it's, and it's so interesting what we can do with words. It's like, the, I mean, our imagination, it's like the, we know by the understanding that we're constantly living in made-up stories. But our ones around love are so powerful. You know, they're, they're, they're with us from childhood. It's kind of our ideas and our dreams of what it's supposed to look like. And, and I think to, to come to this understanding and then to, to be in relationships is like a stripping away. It is. Yeah.
0: Massively. I love that, Samantha, because every single relationship that I keep on being in that hasn't that hasn't like every time the relationship we end up relating differently, I see a whole bunch of shit that I was living with that I hadn't seen before. So whole bunch of stuff that I had been unaware of that was limiting this relationship to be what I wanted it to be, right? Because we have so much conditioning that we're not even aware of. And this conditioning can, it can get in the way of us actually having what we really want. And often, what we really want is right here, right now, and yet we don't see it because we're so fucking conditioned to live in our heads about it.
1: So what if we take away our expectations and our beliefs and just show up? And, and um, what if that's better than anything that we could have ever imagined? And that's what I find really interesting. It's like I'm properly really limiting myself with all my beliefs, but especially those <laughs> around relationships. So what if I just just be in it and just, just enjoy it and just take it exactly as it is? Now, I learned so much from the experience last year in writing the book, and I am in a new relationship, although he's not in this country, so it's quite difficult at the moment with travel restrictions. It's so it's so different, this one, from the last one. This one's so much more honest and open and it's like we can talk about anything. It's so. But what's really interesting is that I'm still full of crap. <laughs> There's still a lot of stuff that comes up for me. I still get really caught in my head. And it's like he, he, he can see that and he kind, of is, he, he kind of deals with it perfectly. He's brilliant. But it's so interesting for me to observe myself because as soon as I come out of it, those issues aren't there. It isn't an issue. The issue was what I've made up in my head. But what's getting much easier to do is to step out of that and to see that, and to see that quite quickly. I'm not staying in a in a, a delusion or an illusion for too long around it. I'm kind of suddenly going, "Oh, well, I was making all that up again." And I just, "Oh, I'm really sorry, I did that." And like, oh, "Oh, and it's like, yeah, it's fine, and we just move on." And it's just, it's again, it like, it's just something. I'm, again I'm learning and there's just something that seems to be different within this one and, and, and it's as if the last one led me to where I need to be to be in this relationship And
0: of course there's always that you know and um, there's something really like something that I was experiencing recently around gratitude for the things that didn't that wasn't up and down I sent him a message and I said you know what I'm really grateful for the moments that we've had and really grateful for the bits that were a little bit weird and wonderful, and I'm just really grateful for that. But I'm here. Like, I'm here. And he said it was one of the most beautiful things that anybody had ever sent him
1: or... Do you know what? I think there is something so juicy in kind of understanding the principles and looking in this direction and then being in relationships, because we're not scared of being vulnerable anymore, I was so protective mm. of myself, and I think there was such a lot in the book in last year that was about those barriers coming down because i I just allow myself to feel what I feel and be vulnerable and and that is not who I used to be you know it was it was there were many, many layers and many barriers, and that openness and willingness to just love somebody and to just be there and just Allow, the, allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to know that you might get hurt but to feel anyway that's been huge for me personally mm. powerful stuff
0: I guess if we're all energy then the more we experience being love the more we attract that into our lives like I've I don't know about you, Samantha, I don't know if this resonates for you or not, but um, how people respond to me is so different than like how they used to. And so when I, to give you an example, when I was meeting my, don't really want to name it, just the experience I had with this man, he introduced me to his friends and they all like, wow, that's an amazing woman. That and And it wasn't about what they thought of me. It was about, the experience that they were having of me. And I remember thinking, wow, that's quite different to how it used to be. It's palpable, right? People can feel that. And so what I've noticed is you attract the different sorts of people into your life because you are vibrating at a different level. When you're so full of insecurity, you vibrate at a certain
1: frequency, right? Yeah, yeah. It's... Well, we are, as you said, we are energy, so it's very much that you know when you're around someone, you you know, how how that person is. You feel them. We do feel other people. It's like so if someone's in a in a state of fear, you feel that. You can feel that often, anxiety, and or in a loving state, or in presence. And I think, again, another kind of implication of what we do is that we have presence. We can really be with somebody. Yeah. We can really listen. People aren't used to being with people that listen to them and and hold quiet spaces and just just kind of it's it's such a lovely thing to give to people, and that's why I think people get very attracted to like I've got so many friends. It's like, but I know it's 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 just it's I'm easy to be I know I'm just easy to be around I think it makes us quite easy to be around and I think that's really attractive so again it's like but that doesn't always mean I'm easy to be around in a relationship (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) that's where my insecurities are gonna kind of be a little bit more kind of prominent than in a a friendship again all our thinking around relationships we have so much but again we're always learning it's like it's you know if we see our experiences coming from us if we see our feeling is coming from us that really helps the relationship it does. it's like that other person isn't going to make you feel a b or c that's coming from you so when you're in a low mood you're not projecting that that person is making you feel like that and you need to get out of the relationship you just see that I'm in a low mood and tomorrow I'll probably have my loving eyes back or even this afternoon and I'll look at them completely differently again so again it we, we, we're kind of backing off from a lot of the time anyway we're, we're backing away from confrontation from conflict from being a victim to the partner we're actually empowering ourselves to go well this is me this is how I'm showing up today this isn't them I can love them regardless and just allow myself the space for my mood to change why am I thinking changing and it, it just becomes such a different way to exist because otherwise when we're in a low mood and we're blaming the partner all the time the relationship's just not going to be enjoyable for either party and I'm then okay. when it gets to the point of all well, that actually know it's you and I don't so I need to leave you to be okay but that was what it was ever. I know I've just experienced this
0: <laughs> it's exactly why like I see that is I love you, but I need to go over here and experience something different to feel free. But I see that until you realize that that freedom is inside, it's not something you get from being single or hanging out with your mates, then you're going to keep searching and you're going to keep bumping up against your own shit again and again and again until maybe one day you realize, oh, fuck, the only person that's been in every single relationship is me. So I remember that epiphany moment when I divorced my first husband and I suddenly had this in- realization. It was like, hang on a second. All of these relationships haven't worked out. The only, the only factor that's the same in every single one is me. <laughs> yeah. And that was a massive light bulb moment for me because I suddenly realized, oh, it has nothing to do
1: with them. Yes, yeah, amazing, isn't it? That's true for everything in our lives.
0: <laughs> only yeah. ever having an experience of ourselves and. Yeah. Until we really see that, it's so, I mean, I, I used to get so, I used to find relationships so complex, you know, and this whole idea of repeating patterns and looking at that and, and kind of going, actually, there's a self-responsibility that has to come in relationship, I think, in the sense of um, what's mine or what's yours, what's mine or what's yours. But I'm going to give you an example, a case, Samantha, of, of what something like a low mood might look like. Can I do that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, of course you can.
0: And I think it might be useful for those listening in. Yesterday, um, I had this conversation with the guy, and he was really flustered. And I could see that. I was really quiet. I just had a session with my coach and I was just very quiet and he calls and he's like, cause the day before I, I, I didn't, I've been helping him out a little bit with his, he's got a house in the Hills. And I, like at the beginning of last week, he was like, he's like, share it if you like. And I did. And there was some interest. And so I, but over the week I realized that that in and of itself isn't actually Working, as in, I don't want to keep doing that. I need to just give him the space, and that was my mistake. But anyway, um, yesterday I was attempting to um, get some information from him, and I called him a couple of times, and he, I could sense that he was like, energy was like, no, go away. And I said, I'm sorry if I bothered you. Anyway, I didn't hear from him until yesterday, and and he was like, you don't bother me. It's just I need my space. I'm really like. And I and I said, okay, um, it just hasn't looked that way to me because we've been connecting every day, we've been calling every day. Like that hasn't sort of been very clear to me. And he's like, Well, I've told you, I gave you the space last year, blah, blah, blah. And then um and I said, Well, thank you for the conversation. Now I have a little bit more clarity. And he goes, well, um, I, I really wish we hadn't had this conversation, that it hadn't got to this point, because now I feel really uncomfortable. And, um, and I said, well, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I'm really sorry you feel that way. And then, this is, this is classic, he said, and now you're playing the victim, and now I feel worse. And I said, hey, 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 wait a minute. Do you know actually what a victim might look like? <laughs> I'm reflecting this right back at you. <laughs> I'm not the victim in this at all. In fact, if I had been the victim, I would have said, oh, poor me. This is awful on me. Um, I would be blaming you. This always happens to me. And I haven't said a word. Like, that's not where I'm coming from. But you might need to have a look at yourself. Yeah, it's such a different way. You might need to have a look at who the victim in this might actually be. And it ain't me. And so it's so interesting because we tend to project, 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 don't we, when we don't really know where our experience is coming from.
1: And innocently, and as innocently. I used to, do, and as you used to. And, and and still do. Yeah, and still do, of course. and Not in the same way. Yeah, well, we snack out a bit quicker. It's like, what I noticed when my heart was broken last year was that my... See, my understanding of the principles is that they would wrap me in bubble wrap and I wouldn't feel heartbreak or I wouldn't feel things as deeply as I used to. But if anything, that wasn't true. I mean, I really felt the heartbreak. I mean, it was so raw and so intense. But what I noticed was that I'd feel the heartbreak and I'd be crying and I'd be devastated. But it'd be for like 25 minutes. And then I'd be okay. And then I'd get on with my day. Now, pre-principles, my life would have looked like only heartbreak. It would have been that I would have held on to that feeling. That would have been the totality of my experience because that would would have been the eyes that I would have been seeing it through. With the principles, what it looked like was I had moments of experiencing heartbreak within my life. And it may have been half hour. It may have been 10 minutes. It may have been absolutely gut-wrenching when it hit me. But when I came out of it, I would be Okay. And that was really, really interesting to me. That really gave me a deeper understanding of of the energy of salt feeling. Like when it hit, it hit. I had the experience, and then it would pass, and then I would be okay. And I would never know when it was going to hit. It would hit again, and then there it did until it didn't anymore. Until suddenly I was okay, and I can see that person now. And, and I and I I have, you know, if, if I'm aware of them, I, I feel a love for them, but there is absolutely no, in love, there is absolutely no intensity of feeling. It's kind of a neutrality. And if anything can show us that our feelings come from us, it's like look back at our relationship history and how you feel about those people that you believed you were in love with. It isn't a permanent thing, it's a temporary thing. It's something that we feel. It's something that goes. And, and, and I think even if we're in a relationship, so if I stay in this relationship I'm in now for the rest of my life, I won't always be in love. I will be in love, I'll be out of love, I'll be in love, I'll be out of love because it's a feeling. But There will always be love there. But for me, the in love bit is something that it's like, it's such an intensity of feeling. It's it, it, it's like... It, and. it it comes and then we don't feel it but when we don't feel it it's not again not to do with the partner it's to do we're just not feeling it and if we are open that feeling will just come back again it's I really love them again you know it's so interesting it becomes so much easier to navigate a relationship via this understanding than anything that I had before
0: yeah you know I used to when I was in my first marriage, I used to kind of ruminate over things like I don't miss him. That must mean that I don't love him, you know, or I, if I did miss him, surely I would love him, you know, And but I don't miss him. So therefore I can't love him or I can't, you know, I might not want this relationship as much as I'd like. or And so I just found that so fascinating because that that isn't there anymore. There's no kind of, I feel this way, therefore it must be a whole bunch of meaning that I've put around it. But what is true, and I, and I saw this recently, I don't know if Samantha, you resonate with this, is um, the only thing that's true is the feeling that two people are in. The rest is just a story. Absolutely.
1: 100%. Yeah, I, I, I see that. That's something I'm really aware of, especially in this new relationship. It's like, And and also the moments where we've had difficulties and then I've gone, oh, he's gone, oh, I'm really sorry. There's nothing carried. It's not, well, uh, well, about two weeks ago what you did, what you said. It's like, it's gone. We just live in the experience of the relationship in the moment. That's beautiful. That's
0: a a real, that's really interesting because now I'm observing something I hadn't quite caught. I had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago, the ex-boyfriend came um, to do the terrace, and there was the, that relationship with the with the ex-boyfriend was something that I that was not good for me whatsoever. But it taught me a lot about self love. It taught me a lot about what I do not want. It taught me a lot about boundaries. And so, there's always something beautiful that that something that is not right for you can can you can experience. I also trusted him way too much and he was quite aggressive and I was scared of him. And so I submitted myself to that. And then after a while I started to go, no, we're done. I'm, I'm cutting the cord done. I don't want you in my life anymore. We're finished quite literally. And so, but he was still coming here to do the terrace. And I was like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't working for me. Anyway, I shared this with Antonio, the guy. And, um, And he's like, oh, I thought he wasn't coming around. And I said, yes, he is, has been, um, but I'm done. And he goes, what was it like to see him? And I said, well, it feels like somebody I used to know. Like there's no, there's nothing there. It's like somebody I used to know. He didn't believe me. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: It's so fascinating to me that this time last year, I had such feelings for a person that I look at with such neutrality now. So we are such interesting creatures. It's like when we start to really see that, we kind of see the, like the openness of experience. So it's okay to fall in love. It's okay because it, it, you're not going to be in any permanent state of heartbreak. Again, back to what I read earlier, heartbreak is a temporary thing. But it's also a deep learning. There's so much juice in it. we just kind of start to see that, again, that I will allow myself the experience that I'm in. And I will allow myself as, as much as possible to be fully in that experience, regardless of being worried about a future outcome, regardless of being worried that this may break my heart or this may end. I'm not going to protect myself in the now because something that may happen in the future.
0: Yeah, and I'm with you on that. Um, I'm the, for the ever optimist of love and you always learn so much about what it is, like the realizations of what you want. Like in this one, it was very much, there was so much banter, flirting, like role play. That's really something that I thrive on. And it's something that I, my first husband was like that. And we always had such a giggle. And I thought, wow, that's something that I really, really want. That's something that, that is really precious to me. And that I was shown that. And the other thing was um, this sort of looking after oneself, like our bodies, so that we, we can be the best version of ourselves to someone else and take care of ourselves and, and that sort of thing and, and take pride in that and dress nicely. And like to me... It, and then there's, there was something else that came from this, which was my femininity. He's, a, he, like I mean, seriously, like Spanish man, right? Like, <laughs> and my experience of that has been wonderful because I've got to see that the, I'm no longer attracting a relationship where I feel like I have to be their mother. I can just be taken care of. And that was so cool to see. I've shifted it off now. I don't have to control the other person. Don't have to like tell them what to do, how to do it. They can just have my back and I can just sit there and relax into it and they can look after me and I can be the woman. I can be, you know, the, the sensual side of the relationship. And, and that's something that was very new for me. And he, he was all about how I look and he's like your femininity coming out. And so as a result of having been in this relationship, it, it's been quite, quite beautiful to to sort of explore that and have that come out.
1: What have you? I would say yeah, very similar, for me, Very similar. That definitely the allowance of of kind of, and and again, I think that's something to do with age. You know, I think I'm more comfortable with being a woman, and so there is that side of it. And the relationship definitely brought that out. And I'm very similar to you. I have men that I've done in my life. So again, this relationship that I'm in now is very different. I'm allowing it to be quite, um, like I'm the woman, he's, again, he's a manly man, I call him that, it's like, so there's this, it allows me to be a womanly woman, and it's it, there's something really refreshing in that for me. Again, and I think that also goes back to what I was saying about that, allowing myself to be vulnerable, it's allowing myself to be, be, be feminine and womanly, and so I'm not scared of that side of me anymore, I don't feel like I need to hide it or protect it, it is incredibly precious, but it doesn't mean protecting. You know, that's the kind of how I see it. It's kind of, it, 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 there's such strength in that as well. So yeah, it's very, very, there's a, there's a reflection of what you said there for me too. And, and I, and I love that that's come out in me. I love that I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing through this relationship and, and how I'm seeing myself and how I'm seeing relationships. And, 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 the, the, you know, it, it's different for everybody, but, you know, there are, we are women, They are men, there are differences. Yes, we're all energy, yes, we're all the principles, but, you know, it's like, let's allow ourselves to be who we want to be. Let's not be scared of that, you know. And, and, and as women, it, you know, it's, it can and has been confusing. We have come in, we've come through, you Now we're older, we've come through an age where the, defini- the definition of what a woman is has changed greatly, you know, and we can be anything. And it's like, well, when you can be anything, what do you want to be? And that's a beautiful thing. I'm glad I can be anything, but it, 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 it's so expansive. Well, then I can be—I can be a woman. I can be feminine. I can—I I cannot be. It's like it's up to me. But the, my my most natural state. What I'm seeing as my beliefs are falling away, as my layers of protection are, are dropping away, as all my barriers to love are falling away. Who am I? Yeah, I—I I, I am quite feminine and quite womanly. And, and I do like the idea of being looked after and, 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 and looking after in different yeah, ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very reciprocal, but it, it, it just seems to be just allowing that guy, the, the guy to be who he wants to be and me to be who I want to be and, and, find, and respecting that. That's so beautiful, Samantha. So thank you so much for coming on today. So if somebody wants to contact you, how can they do that? Okay, so my website's currently being remade, but you can um, contact me on Facebook. It's um, Matt The Hurst. I have a private group called We Are The Principles. Everybody's welcome to join that. Um, I have my book, if anyone's interested, Pourings of Love, and that is available on Amazon. And my website is www.artistcoach.org and yeah and my contact details are on there Or, or through you if someone can't find me just you know I'm sure you can point them in the right direction so yeah it's been lovely thank you for having me on I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too.
0: So I hope that everybody that's been on here today has enjoyed it as much as I have. And it's given you a different experience or at least a different understanding of what breaking up and being a relationship is. It can actually be about. So until the next time, bye for now. And there we have it another beautiful episode of The Joy of Being. Now, if you got something from this and you know of somebody that could really, really do with a boost of positivity and joy, then please do share the episode with them. It's amazing the ripple effect that these episodes can have on others. Failing that, if you'd like to join a different conversation around what's going on in these uncertain times, then please do join the Facebook group, The Breathing Space for Hardworking Mummers. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash the breathing space for mums in business.